0: Welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation, the world's number four Star Trek podcast. I've decided. I'm not looking that up. We could be number 40.
1: Who's going to argue with that? Is Uh, someone going to fight for the number four spot? That's right. Yeah, we're
0: number four. (laughs) We did it. We're not even. It's
1: still impressive. There's a billion of them. No, uh, we're we're not. Yeah, sure. Yes. Number
0: four is us. No one check that. It's not the top ones. No one check it. <laughs> you get a medal for four in the Olympics? Uh, no, that's just participation. You're it's off. Participation. You're off. Bronze the is the last one, and then that's it. You're off the podium. There's no podium <laughs> for fourth. Do you get to stand near the podium? No, you actually have to be back in the locker room. They don't want your loser stench getting on everybody <laughs> wow, else's. That winner. is rough. I know. It's just the way the Olympics run. Uh, Jeez. Andy. Matt. It's time to answer the question somebody wanted answered. Hang on. There Matt, Would you have
2: that. them watch this episode?
0: Good character stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just awesome. want to say, I also want to throw a shout out to Matt. He is now running the sound effects and the engines and all the effects himself. Uh it's, Every, everything, it's stressing him out just about as much as it stressed Scotty out.
3: <laughs> Every
0: bit of audio you guys are hearing that isn't Andy's voice, <laughs> I am controlling. Uh so. okay. So that's what I think about ethics, uh good character stuff. Yes. Plot wise, it's there's nothing really that's happening. No. But uh overall I would give it a I would give it a certainly Certainly worth a character study and two underwritten characters. It'd be
1: interesting uh, to do a rundown of all the, like, basically ER-style
0: episodes.
1: You know, all the ones where it's just future medical stuff.
0: I mean, they they pop up, I feel like they pop up once a season.
1: Yeah, that's probably about right. I mean, unless there's, like, there are other episodes that, like, are Beverly dealing with a giant virus or some, some kind of thing bad example (laughs) but um uh but uh but yeah but I I think these are almost different because it's so clearly like a 90s medical show crammed into TNG
0: yeah it really feels like I'm watching not Star Trek but um yeah so yeah I don't know there's some there's some interesting choices in this episode uh By far. I would call them interesting by far, Andy. (laughs) It's a new segment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, speaking of segments. In in the
1: previous rendition, uh, Matt was debating (laughs) whether any of you wanted to hear this. I feel like I've gotten enough hails from people that we're vaguely interested, but we can keep it brief. Um, In previous uh, episodes of the show, Matt has asked if I finished... uh, Red Dead Redemption, he was he was looking at some YouTube for... What were, what were we looking at, Matt? Tell the uh, Red Dead people.
0: That was... I think that was the Watson's Cabin semi-automatic shotgun location. Uh, is that a, uh, I is felt that like a
3: different
1: semi-automatic shotgun? No,
0: it's the one that you normally unlock through the course of the game, but I was like, you know, I remember on one of my playthroughs, there was one... Out in the world somewhere for me to get. Where was oh, that? Oh, smart on my second yeah, playthrough.
1: That is now in the in the latter part of the game. That is pretty much just entirely what I walk around holding. Oh, really? Yeah, just because it's there's so much stuff with the Skinners and all the people later that I'm just trying to clean out everybody.
0: Yeah, that's a handy one to have. I I like dual wielding Schofield pistols. Yeah. Red Dead talk, everybody.
1: Um and you would ask me, I think off mic, uh, what the experience was when the uh these are spoilers, FYI. We're into spoilers because I finished the game. <laughs> spoilers for Red Dead Redemption. Um, for Red Dead Enjoy Redemption. Redemption Star Trek for Star Trek. <laughs> if you care about Star Trek, then probably skip ahead anyway. Um how I felt about the my my trusty horse. Uh, yeah, your steed. Dying at the end. What was is the really, name of your
0: horse? What? What was the name of your horse?
1: Shadowfax.
0: Gotcha, okay. And what was what kind of a horse was it?
1: Do you know what that's from?
0: No? Ha <laughs> ha
1: your, your passing knowledge your your skim knowledge failed you. Of, Game of Thrones? Um, It was
0: a it's Gandalf's horse. Oh, of uh, Lord of the Rings. Yes, which was and a white horse. It Was a white Arabian. So you used Arabian throughout. You never switched to a Turkmen or a Missouri fox trotter or maybe Buell for the old man. You didn't keep hanging on to Buell.
1: Is there? I think I might have put Buell in a in, in a stable. one of the stables. Uh, is there any reason you would switch to any of the other ones?
0: Yes, they're better. Oh, the other ones are better than the Arabian? Well, the Turkoman is a war horse that also has the speed of an Arabian, so he doesn't frighten as easily. So if you're riding around and there's like seven wolves, he's not going to buck you.
1: Oh. Is he as
0: fast? Yes. Well, no, like one click slower.
1: One click slower.
0: But also, they've updated the game, and you can now fast travel from your camp
1: yes i saw that that's pretty sweet
0: it really opened up the whole map for me in a way that i'm now going through i've done so many side missions i'm in the middle of chapter three right now and i've and i'm at like 56 percent completion for the entire game Uh, and i'm only and i'm in the middle of chapter three what the coolest i mean
1: i I feel like i was the reason it took so long is because i kept doing all the side missions but uh but I'll have to compare notes. Um, is there anything post-credits like that I should... I feel like I'm wandering and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Uh, is that it? You just do what well, you want to do then? on
0: It depends on what you have done as Arthur. I didn't go down into the whole Blackwater territory. Sure. There's a lot of stuff out there. New gangs to discover. Uh, new... Is that the same treasure. territory you as you are treasure. in the first Red
1: Dead? Yes. And what happens if you go into the areas that you're supposed to complete in the second Red Dead? Like, there's... what The Thieves Landing, for instance. Yeah. Like, they don't want you there. What if you go in and you take
0: on everybody? Then you, you go in and shoot a bunch of people. You can go to Thieves Landing. No, there's nothing stopping you? All right. No. I mean, you can just ride around killing various evil gangs and doing some bounty hunts there's nothing in particular there's no mission in particular there's nothing like john specific that springs to mind but you can finally finish all the legendary hunts all the legendary fishing you can finally finish that you can finally get all the dinosaur bones yeah there's a lot of you know there's some stuff down in new austin that uh arthur could never get to
1: yeah Okay.
0: Um anyway, highly entertaining.
1: Um as all the uh the Red Dead Redemption game in the first one, all of them end a little bit like, ooh, I kind of feel bad now.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's hard. It's a hard. uh It's hard. I mean, to get I respect so that
1: they go dark at the end. I guess they 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 give you a really bright, bright thing for uh, for John. It's like the, the family singing and it's good relationship with everybody and this beautiful romantic ending and everything. But
0: you know how it ends for him. <laughs> yeah, but you also know that he's got like, you know, like what five five years of uh ten years after that of of good times.
1: Yeah, I guess that's the way you got to look at life, huh?
0: or not. I mean, look. At least you get to build that house with Charles and Uncle. <laughs> it's true. It's what we always dreamed of in the old west. That was pretty fun. I mean, it's such a great song, too.
1: Uh, do you remember how it goes?
0: Uh, I Built believe In a house
1: in the old west.
0: <laughs> Hang on, let me uh let me see here. I believe it goes like this. Sure. <laughs> this is how I do all my work at home. I just listen you know, to this song. I don't, and, uh, I don't doubt it. Just right, really down. Some, really motivates me. I, I. By the way, I love how long that mission. <laughs> How long they make you sit there with a yeah. hammer and nail? <laughs> it's to crazy. Build a Sears catalog ordered house
1: is pretty hilarious.
0: Um, um, uh, that's it for for the Red Dead right now. <laughs> what I love about it is like you get this hopeful sort of epilogue with John Marston, and then part of the epilogue is you have to go get a loan from the bank. To pay for your house, it's true. Because there's no way for a human being to pay for a house, yeah, in the world, even in eighteen, even in nineteen o three or whatever, when the epilogue takes place, yeah. And then, like, the end result is you have to go kill Micah, get the money from the Blackwater robbery, and then you can finally pay off the bank. Yep. That's the allegory. Yeah, you mean that's, that's uh, the American that's, dream. That's,
1: that's the uh, the this the underlying theme is you have to be <laughs> on <laughs> the, the wrong side of the law to actually keep your head above water. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because yeah, he's you know he's, he's breaking
0: is. his back doing honest work, but it's not doing know. it anyway. That's your Red Dead Redemption two seventeen minute di di, di- diversion di <laughs> yeah. divergence, and. With that, Andy Secunda, ready to step in the Admiral's Club, buddy? That's exactly right. Let's see if I can do this.
4: Go to iTunes, leave
1: a fight. do leave you, join the Admiral's Club. How
0: do they get into the Admiral's Club, Matt? Could oh, they I do this. They go to
1: iTunes and leave a fight. You might as you. well just play it again. That is
0: the appropriate answer to the question. <laughs> Uh. Um,
1: Tess Berg uh, one of our loyal fans wrote us uh, here's a sampling of some Canadian entries for the Admirals Club since I don't think you can see them from America Uh, yeah if you do want if you are on a different iTunes from another country it's difficult for us to see it Uh, please just send us a a screen grab um, and email it to sttncpod at gmail and you'll be in the Admirals Club um but you know what? All you got to do is uh, is give us the five star review. You're in the Admirals Club, one way or the other. You just may not have your your club quote read. Uh, did you know that there are about 160 test continues reviews for you guys there? So nice. God hey, bless you, Canada. I did not you, know that. Thank you, Canada. Um. And yesterday, uh, she updated hers, uh, which is this. I listen to it, period. If you love TNG, <laughs> but have a sense of humor about it, then, uh, humor spelled in the Canadian fashion, then you will enjoy this perfect blend of know-it-all bravado and naive enthusiasm with just a hint of self-loathing. Self-loathing. And I hate myself for that. Uh, problem. Oh, man. Probably best to listen from the beginning. I'm starting this one over. <laughs> if you love TNG with... <sighs> <laughs> If uh, if my failures give you comfort in this dark time... <laughs> oh, Tess, you don't even <laughs> the know. The main reason I, I do it for not you. a hint. All right, it's Tess, I'm going to give it one more shot. If you love TNG but have a sense of humor about it, then you will enjoy this perfect blend of know-it-all bravado and naive enthusiasm with just a hint of self-loathing. Probably best to listen from the beginning to experience the full evolution. Also, it'll seem less weird. Um...
0: Oh my god, Kate Spencer on the computer. My Kate Spencer computer is just a, di- a, a, a a full of landmines, full of audiophile landmines left and right.
1: That one was not from Kate Spencer. That was from uh Tessburg. Um here's another one uh from Canada. Good show. My wife always says, "Please turn that off when she hears me listening to it." <laughs> She my was,
0: wife says that almost about every single podcast I listen to. Do you listen to them aloud? Not or is she allowed, just saying, stop like, listening we, to it? When we get in cars and like my phone connects. You know, when we used to get in cars together. Yeah. I mean, we haven't been in a car together probably since February. <laughs> Generally speaking,
1: Um man i don't think it's even fair as a generalization but i i do know that uh my uh my ex did not uh did not care to listen to podcasts in the car and i'm always like we're going to be in the car for like 2 or 3 hours
0: yeah i mean i often will listen to nothing and forget yeah. to put Oh really you'll on. just
1: sit there with nothing not even yeah. music
0: i've i've done the entire i've done the whole drive to vegas without listening to anything is that a form of meditation for you it's a four-hour drive uh apparently i don't know how you do that it's really just me concentrating on how to win you know is that it or are you just thinking over yeah strategies yeah and thinking thinking boy this time when i hit that button on the slot machine that random number generator is gonna fall my way i <laughs> <laughs> um, the last Admirals
1: club uh entry is a long time first time great job fellas just just excellent with ellipses between it I'll tell you this much if I make it into the Admirals Club I'll look at my podcasting app the way Jordy looks at the warp core
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is that it that does it for the Admirals that's it for the Admirals from the great white north there you go okay so let's head over to the president's circle All right, this is One. where we recognize our beautiful patrons. Head over to patreon.com slash Star Trek TNC, and you can become a member of the elite Red Squad of fans. That's right. The President's Club members are eligible to win a Christopher Pike Medal of Valor by leaving a message for us and getting it read on the show. Andy, who are our winners? Just have one today,
1: um, uh, and also, if you would uh, like to get uh, pref- preferential treatment in terms of your your hails or whatever, um, um, join the Patreon, um, Catherine <laughs> Gertner. <What laughs> how a, would you what how have you? What a sales how, pitch! How have you run down that? <laughs> Not enough enthusiasm? <laughs> Is that the problem, buddy? <laughs> it was
0: very funny. If you listen back to it, you will laugh at yourself.
1: What what was the flaw?
0: It wasn't that it was a flaw. It was just uh, if you want to uh, get preferential treatment on your hails, uh, join the president's club. It was uh, it was what is softer than a soft pitch?
1: Yeah, I'm not a good salesman. I th- I think I realized that. In, with your di- with your increasing disappointments at how I sell the Patreon, it was very funny <laughs> I, to I, me. I feel bad inside you you've much more you've much more of skills as a as a Don Draper than I do
0: <laughs> I am a broadcaster through and through
1: um anyway this is from Catherine Gertner she gave me a phonetic spelling and I'm trying to nail it uh, Secunda Cat Gert here. Uh, I was taking my evening self-distancing neighborhood walk in this uncertain time of plague that Dr. Pulaski definitely would have cured. <laughs> not sure Crusher would have. Wes- Wesley probably engineered it when I heard my name in the admiral's circle. Um, it's harder to get all my pod listening in with, uh, without my daily commute, but I am making it work. Thank you for helping me find purpose in my mindless days waiting for school to start back up. I am a high school theater teacher who is finding remote teaching hard to do. Other than assign my students to watch Sir Patrick's daily sonnet readings. Oh, I've been watching those too. Have you been watching those?
0: No. I don't <laughs> what's even know what was doing. It's obvious. They're beautiful. Fucking Patrick Stewart reading Shakespeare. Where, where is that happening? It's on Instagram. Well, I don't follow him on Instagram. What kind of fan are you then? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a Star Trek podcast It doesn't follow mean I have Hatrick to follow Stewart all Instagram. the actors on Instagram What? It doesn't mean I have to follow everybody on Instagram
1: Alright, then you're going to miss out on his sonnets They're Look, very, very beautiful out, And he's so- very sweet when he reads them I can't believe that I'm um, missing Anyway, the end, end point is Thank you for sticking with it Catherine Gartner Hope I nailed that Catherine,
0: Catherine thank you And, oh, sorry Enjoy your medal of Valor. Now, Andy, let us head out of here, straight into the corridor, and open up some hails. Here we are in the corridor.
2: Captain, Captain, we
5: are being hailed. Uh,
1: Our first is actually a tweet. You can tweet us at Star Trek TNC um, who uh, noted your uh success uh last time in uh in identifying the uss discovery bridge set oh is this on a? Uh
0: that was <laughs> uh that was on picard <laughs>
1: that was on picard yeah there you go that's why it was that's why it's on the main the main pod um and he writes uh jake nutting writes matt myra called it no surprise and uh and he quotes uh Trek Corps, which put up comparative pictures Of the bridge of the USS Zeng, which is a redress of a portion of the USS Discovery. Yeah. Just like you said.
0: Look, they have been redressing bridge sets since 1968. So more power to them.
1: Um, Our next is from uh, Patrick Watson, who writes us, Guy wearing khakis in power play. (laughs) <laughs> um, yes, please tell us. <laughs> it really stood out, and I and he he doesn't come to a to a he doesn't get the the information we're looking for, but he really went a far away to try and dig it out. So I wanted to give him credit. Hi, Matt and Andy. In your TNC episode on Power Play, you discussed a man wearing 1992 era civilian clothes in the Enterprise corridor. Starting a couple of years ago, I've noticed the same extra in this same garb in this episode as well as at least three others. Um, and he, uh, he referred to Sarek, the mind's eye and schisms and he has pictures of them and I'll try and put those on the, uh, on either the Instagram or the, I mean, let's, let's not fool ourselves. It's going to be on the Twitter. Um, an exhaustive imdb search as well as crowdsourcing answers from memory alpha proved fruitless in tracking down this extra's identity i even emailed larry nemecek through his website and he was astonished and had no insights as to who this man is and why he appeared in
0: this out of place attire so frequently can you send me those pictures i will right now text them to franks and see if he has any idea uh oh yeah that was that's what he ends with
1: anyways no answers here just writing to say the plot thickens may too trivial for an ass frakes, or perhaps he knows anyways keep up the good workload the podcast patrick uh at matt's request i'm gonna send those pictures and we'll see if we can do it do you want me to do that now or at the end yeah
0: just email it to me
1: all right let me find him yeah they're gonna have to vamp for a second
0: oh i have no problem vamping uh the thing I like about these uh weird people that get rewatched is when they were making the show, they I don't think they could have imagined that it would ever A get up res to full resolution 4K essentially B be rewatched on computers constantly. Although maybe because they were making Star Trek they they did think that. They had the forethought. But you cannot imagine how detailed the watching is at this point. Like when we're into our seventh and eighth and ninth and twentieth time going through an episode, we're gonna see things that were never meant to be seen.
1: Yeah, this was this aired (laughs) at a time when you watched it and that was
0: it. (laughs) Um anyway, I just sent it to you. All right, thank you. Andy? Any, uh, who's, uh, who's next in the hail bag? Who's
1: next in the hail bag? I'll tell you, buddy. It's uh, this. Uh, oh, I just should have played this instead of making you vamp. Um, it's, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to skip over this one. And what? I apologize all the time I was sitting there not doing anything. Just sitting there listening to him vamp.
0: So I was vamping, and you didn't.
1: I know. I had to. I had to turn off.
0: uh, You were just mesmerized by it. I know. It was really good
1: vamping. (laughs) He's a he's a pro vamper. Um, here it is. It's a voicemail, and here it. Come on, is.
0: Oh, I can't play it. No, you can't play a voicemail. Oh. You'd have to send it to me, and I would play it.
1: All right. Well, it's you know. Do it's I need not, to vamp again? It's not. Ep- it's not episode specific. So, all uh, right. I'll play it next week. Anyway, we're done then.
0: Great. Uh, I'm asking. Sent to, Sent the picture to Frakes. Uh, and asking him the question: Any idea who this weird background guy is in khakis? What a world we live in where that can just happen. Okay. Next up. Andy, that's it for the hails, you said?
1: I mean, I tried to keep it tight because I feel like you're... uh... I love it.
0: Let's close those hails. Yeah. The closed, Sir, sir.
1: Uh, if you'd like to send a hail, send it to sdtncpod at gmail.com. Uh, the gentleman um, nearby is <laughs> at Matt Meyer on Twitter and Instagram. I am Andrew Secunda on Instagram and at Secunda on Twitter. Or you can send a voice hail, and uh, by next time, <laughs> I'll have f- figured out how to get him the uh, the audio. And it's 816-TREK-TNC. Uh,
0: thank you, Andy, now it's time to talk about... Ethics, which aired the week of March 2nd, 1992. Andy, what was going on in the sweet, sweet world of musics? People in the U.S. were listening to Be With You by
1: Mr. Big.
0: Still two weeks at number one. That's right. I love it. I'm going to play that right now so we can all remember what it was like last week when we listened to this
3: song. <laughs>
0: in the UK, Stay
1: by Shakespeare's Sister was uh, still in the top five hits. Uh, Noise is Off, directed by Peter Bogdanovich, was one of the most viewed movies. Wow. Oh, I didn't realize he directed that. I I knew he directed that, but I thought, it, I didn't know, because it was sort of an hbo type movie, I didn't know that it... Uh, I didn't know that it, it made an impact in the box Um, Plausible Denial by Mark Lane was a best-selling book. Um, if you like video games, you're probably playing Barcode World or Death Duel. Uh, American swimmer Anita Hall breaks the 200-meter breathstroke Uh, world record twice in one day at the U.S. Swimming Championships in Indianapolis. Wins a final of 225-35. um, and then I, I noted on the Time magazine cover, which yeah, I'll tell you what the main thing it was in a second, but a subheading uh, inside was "Forward into the Past with a High Adventure History Lesson." George Lucas joins a growing band of top filmmakers who are dabbling in TV. Which that was about uh, Indiana uh, Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, but uh, it was interesting to me that that was when they're like, "Like, hey, some filmmakers are going to TV." Um, Time magazine cover, The Angry Voter, with a cartoon character uh, that has George Bush in his eyes. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Way to go, cartoon (laughs) character.
0: (laughs) George Bush! (laughs) Well, let's uh, thank you to Mr. Big, and now let's, Andy, let's find out what was really happening in the world by taking a peek into the life of... The chairman of the board himself.
1: Frank Sinatra, come on! <laughs> da, 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 da.
0: It's time for that segment everybody hates. <laughs>
1: time for Frank Sinatra, come on! Frank Sinatra, come on! <laughs> uh, Matt? Yes, uh, sir.
0: March, on March 22nd,
1: 1992, this was another resting week for. Good old oh, thank Frank. God. Following his celebrity invitational golf tournament, tournament in Palm Springs, surely the poor guy must be entitled to a day off once in a while. Uh, the Frank Sinatra's by the way come to us from our good friend and crew member uh, Ken Mole,
0: who sent us the entire the
1: entire fifth season. I Frank
0: Sinatra information. Believe that that's still coming, and I'm so happy about it every week. Enjoy that rest, Frankie baby. Oh, this is so stupid. <laughs> in the best way possible. <laughs> Seems like it gets stupider every it week. It does. It really does. But anyway, speaking of Larry Nemechek, it was mentioned in a hail earlier. Uh, I'm going to read from his book, Star Trek: The Next Generation Companion, Revised Edition. This is uh, his description of ethics, directed by Chip Chalmers. And Teleplay by Ron Moore, Story by Sarah Charno, and Stuart Charno. The Charnos! Good old Charnos. they have the best Christmas parties. <laughs> they do. It's always medical drama, medical drama, medical <laughs> drama with those guys. <laughs> Here it is, everybody. Neurospecialist Dr. Toby Russell comes aboard to help treat Wharf after an accident leaves the Klingon paralyzed from the waist down. But she and Dr. Crusher clash over Russell's proposal to use genotonic Replication to replace his spine. Beverly considers the life-threatening procedure an unnecessary risk to her patient who is in no danger of dying. Worf feels that he is dead already. His shame and his helplessness uh, is so great that he won't let Alexander see him. He even asks Riker to help him commit ritual suicide to avoid being uh, pitied. Riker's torn, weighing his values against Worf's until he learns the Cleon custom requires the son to assist in the ceremony anyway. Worth refuses the, to consider the partial modality offered by neural implants. Beverly is shocked when Dr. Russell tempts him with her untried genotonic, gene tonic, whatever process. Uh, it has only a fair test success rate and has never been tried on humanoids, and failure would mean death. Meanwhile, during a rescue attempt, another one of Russell's experimental techniques costs a patient his life, Angered, Crusher relieves her of all medical duty, but when Worf can't bring himself to ask Alexander to complete the suicide ceremony, both he and Beverly relent and agree to try Dr. Russell's procedure. The Klingon dies in surgery. That's <laughs> <laughs> the, the craziest turn in the whole episode. The Klingon <laughs> dies in surgery, but mourning turns into joy when a redundant Klingon body system kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> Worf again asked his son for help, but this time with his therapy. Thank you, thank you all, and thank you, Larry, for writing that. Whew. Andy, Matt, ethics. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh, You've all been waiting for it. <laughs> what? Just based on the first initial minute, two minutes of the episode, Andy. What? What? What's the thing that stands out the most to you? um well i mean it's not really
1: what you're asking the thing that stands out to me the most is that seeing the enterprise d and hearing the the hum of the engines i i will say people are always asking me well how do you feel about the show now um from my progression it made me so calm in this in the world situation we're in it was so nice to see this future yes um uh, it was really it was really wonderful. Um
0: yeah, I, I, I could I could absolutely see where you're coming from there. That that that's one thing and that's
3: almost but, uh, what I was talking yeah. about, but,
1: but beyond think... that, um the uh there's the, the poker conversation that I wanted to discuss with you. Yeah, um, yep. I'm happy
0: to discuss that. But <laughs> I'm I guess sure you would be.
1: Yeah, but what are you even, looking for? It's
0: not even that, Andy. You have a character. Okay. who is supposed to be a great warrior, your chief of security. There's 400,000 ways you can why injure him he? like this.
1: Why is he doing this? What? I kind of got the sense no, that he wasn't like... even necessarily there to help that much. He sort of just <laughs> wanted to talk to Jordy about the poker.
0: Yes, he's there to get injured. He's. But why wouldn't you have Worf beamed aboard after some traumatic thing that happened on a planet below? Let the let the guy get injured in battle.
1: Oh, for sure. Well, that's probably that's probably a budgetary concern, huh?
0: No, no, but you would just beam it. You watched, you didn't watch Tapestry, huh?
1: Are we up to Tapestry?
0: No, that was that's the one where um, Picard relives his academy days and getting stabbed in the heart.
1: No, I haven't seen that one yet.
0: Well, it starts with him just getting beamed aboard with a phaser wound in his chest.
1: Oh yeah, so they've done. They're well. So. I guess they, maybe they figured that out in this one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, we've written this thing where uh, where Picard gets his hand caught in a uh, in a uh, in the food dispenser <laughs> in the
0: replicator. <laughs> he, he burns his chest uh, on his tea. No, no, no. Uh, so
1: instead of that, because it was so dumb when the uh, when the drum fell on wharf. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, that is a real. I, it's definitely something that occurred to me several times in this episode of just the continuing mistreatment of the Wharf character. That it's like, this
0: is how he goes out? Why isn't that more of his concern? I I also think it's very funny that he is standing in the middle of the room just it's seemingly waiting for something to fall on his back. And, I also and thought there Lamar was going to be some... more, now
1: that we're through the episode, I thought it was going to be more of a reveal that there was some particular like alien presence or, or anomaly or something that made it fall.
0: I liked it. It was just didn't some, some
1: fucking crewman's like lax strapping down of those drums.
0: <laughs> well, you know how, like if the enterprise gets hit by some weapons or falls, <laughs> it, it, or it shakes or, and moves shakes around. in some way. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. They're doing surgery in this thing. <laughs> Yeah, crazy that they're doing spinal surgery on the Enterprise.
1: It's a they really must have. Oh, that's a really... I wonder if that's not... is part of canon. It really should be that the... Uh, that sickbay should be... should have some kind of stabilizers independent of the rest of the ship around it.
0: Uh, yeah, it should have redundant inertial dampeners just like the Klingon's redundant spinal cord
1: can't pin it down. To address the... Oh, do you want to play it?
0: Yeah, I've got to play the uh, poker conversation. Jump in. Maybe up here.
6: It would have been unwise to call. My hand was not strong enough.
0: You had jacks and eights. She bluffed you with a pair of sixes.
6: How did you know what I had? Let's just say I had a special insight into the
0: cards. Maybe next time you should bring a deck that's not transparent to infrared light.
1: <laughs> not to worry, Worf. I only peek after the hand is over.
0: Bullshit.
1: Yeah. So even if that's true,
0: isn't isn't that in and of itself horrible poker etiquette? Yes, it is. <laughs> Worf should have killed him in that spot. <laughs> Warp should have killed him where he stood. I can't believe that. That's just really never play poker with Jordy again. It's really not cool. <laughs> is it? Is it? And it's
1: is it just not etiquette, or is it literally against the rules to do that?
0: Yeah, literally against the rules. After a hand is mucked, you cannot look at uh, it. Unbelievable. It's up to the player if they want to show their hand or not. Yeah. So check. intense, Andy. I don't know if my microphone has been recording this entire time. Uh,
1: I'd be really upset if that wasn't true. If that was true,
0: um, well, there'd be some version of my audio. I'd pull it from the computer or something because I hear myself in the monitor. But I, whatever. Well, do you want to check before we continue? No, it seems like it is. Uh so there's a hazardous material they stack it like three four high probably not even osha standards like you shouldn't stack hazardous material that high that's all i'll say then Wharf gets hit and then levar burton does some great this is heavy acting when he when he has to move it off of (laughs) Wharf.
1: yeah (laughs) you you overplayed it you think
0: (laughs) a little bit and that barrels in a different place on that shot oh yeah <laughs> nonetheless uh even though it's silly
1: uh that uh it, it's in the cold open that they say he's paralyzed
0: right yes because he thinks that yeah still-
1: i think in in that uh even though that the the way he gets paralyzed is silly the the fact that that wharf who you know is gonna you know value Um, his physical you know uh, competence more than anyone else on the ship that he is paralyzed I think that's really a a great cold open
0: yes it is they had me interested immediately finally they got you at the cold open I've been waiting five years for this (laughs) checkings fell on you you're
7: lucky to be alive
6: (sighs) doctor I will not attempt to leave sickbay Without your approval, the restraining field is not necessary.
0: Hold this, Nurse Ogawa. I got to break some news to this Klingon. (laughs)
1: Dwarf, there is no restraining field. Did she make Nurse Ogawa leave? I'm not looking at it. But I
0: can't move my... I think she didn't make her leave, but she probably... Ogawa was like, I'm out of (laughs) here. See, that's real interesting. This is going to be awkward.
1: Because later... um, Trying to remember what scene it
0: is. Yes, there's a big moment, and Worf is left with Ogawa, who says no line for some. Like it's wild. uh No, it was uh, it was with the Deanna scene where he asks him he asks her to
1: take care of Alexander. Nurse Ogawa is awkwardly standing yes. there the entire. Oh, time. I thought that too.
0: But then, like they leave it a beat, and she comes over to Worf, and like you're kind of expecting her to go, "Wow." Pretty big day, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> does she have lines? Yeah, she does have lines during the surgery, right? Maybe it was an under five. Here's a little inside baseball. If you get paid over if you just say over five lines, it's one rate. If you say under, it's a different rate. It's a lower rate. So maybe it was that situation.
0: Could have been. It's good info though. I'll tell you that much.
4: Inside baseball.
6: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. I know.
7: You can't move because one of the containers shattered seven of your vertebrae and crushed your spinal cord. I'm afraid there's no way we can repair this kind of injury.
0: Why not go to the transporter buffer, find his old spinal cord pattern, and beam it into him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh Star Trek.
1: Yeah, why is it so hard to recreate a is it so that the body isn't reject it? Was that what they were stating their issue was? Oh I don't it seems know. Seems like this is the this is the era of replication.
0: It's made up science, Andy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's
0: whatever is yeah. convenient for the story. And this week they cannot fix this kind of injury. But next week they might be able to. Yeah. They maybe even were able to last week, but they can't do it this week. Right. I gotta
1: say this. Dr. I think Gates McFadden is, and you can tell she's you can tell even beneath the performance, she's like, "Finally, I get to fucking drink in and have all these huge, incredibly dramatic medical scenes." But I gotta tell you, she kills it. She kills it in this episode.
0: Uh, I think everybody on the show is great when given the opportunity to be great. Yeah. And not just being written as like like the one side of the character. <laughs> yeah.
8: Crusher believes his paralysis may be permanent.
7: Welcome to the Enterprise, Doctor Russell. I'm Beverly Crusher. A pleasure. I have some
4: equipment aboard the Potemkin. Would you please have us send to one of your medical labs? Of course. Send it to Med Lab 4 yes, Before we get down to business, I just wanted to say that I had the pleasure of reading your paper on cybernetic regeneration recently. Really? You're the first person to mention it. Oh, I thought it was brilliant. Your ideas on bioactive interfaces border on revolutionary. It's going to be a genuine pleasure working with you. Thank you. Have you had a chance to review Worf's case history yet? Only briefly. I must admit I was a little shocked to find the state of Klingon neurological medicine to be so primitive.
0: It's a cultural bias. Rather than, like, rendezvousing with the Potemkin to beam this weird doctor aboard, shouldn't they, like, bring him to, like, Starfleet Medical or something? Yeah, I, I guess in my head I assumed it was, it was because they
1: were too far out. But, yeah, that certainly would be the reasonable thing. They've
0: got to be near a star base.
1: Huh. Well she was a specialist though, I assume she's like You're just saying to get get him off the ship.
0: Yeah, I'm saying like get him to like there's gotta be some orbiting Starfleet hospital, right? You would Ring think
1: in Med 4?
0: That would be right cool to way. see also.
1: I think we saw one
0: in TOS. I don't remember. It's all blurring together.
5: You look pretty good for someone who's been eating sick bait food for three days.
0: It's the same food, Riker. Please <laughs> sit down, Commander. <laughs> it'd,
1: be funny, it'd be funny if they set the replicators in sick bay to being being slightly shittier food just to just to duplicate the old feel Thank of hospitals. You for <laughs>
6: agreeing to see me in
5: this condition? <laughs> no. I'm not a Klingon. I don't think there's any shame
6: in someone being injured. I am not merely injured, Commander. Doctor Crusher believes my paralysis to be permanent. Sorry. I have a personal favor to ask.
0: Name it. Bring clean underwear for oh. my quarters.
6: <laughs> I want you to assist me in performing the hekba ceremony. I want you to help me die. What? When a Klingon can no longer stand and face his enemies as a warrior, when he becomes a burden to his friends and family, it is time for the headbar. Time for him to die. There must be other
0: options. No, there are not. <laughs> I could kill everyone else and be the only one alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Let's do that. I will not
1: live as a. That opt- way I orphan. would feel no shame because <laughs> no one would <laughs> see me. <laughs>
0: Or if I wore some sort of invisible cloak, then no one would see, and I would also feel no shame. It's either that or suicide. I suppose I could wear an elaborate disguise.
1: <laughs> uh, thus, they would think someone was shameful, but not <laughs> uh, I,
0: I do. But all of these are beside the point. <laughs> I'm open to ideas, Commander. All I could come up with was bar.
4: Oops. Two livers, eight-chambered heart, double-line neural pia mater. I've never seen so many unnecessary redundancies in one body. Unnecessary?
7: The Klingons refer to it as the Brock Lull. Almost every vital function in their bodies has a built-in redundancy in case any primary organ or system fails.
4: It's a good design in theory, but in practice, all the extra organs means just that
0: much more can go wrong.
1: I kind of like that there's a breakdown of both sides of that. I also like the
0: holographic light-up spinal cord. Yeah, that
1: is pretty, that's very, I I guess guess. in an episode where there's not that many other effects to take care of, they figured, man, uh, we might as well make a, a hologram
4: damaged organs translates that into a specific set of replicant instructions and then begins to grow a replacement i've read of some of the preliminary work you've done the early results have been very encouraging beverly the genitronic replicator can create a completely new neural conduit for you lieutenant wharf replace his entire spinal column exactly Instead of splicing and pasting together broken connections like a couple of glorified tailors, we create a new living system. I had no idea you were already using this on humanoids. I haven't been. This will be the first time.
0: It's mostly been my own cats. (laughs) (laughs) It has not gone well. She seems like a lady who's got a lot of cats. (laughs) She
1: does. Uh. She's so... She, there's nothing. It's not even on her radar that this would be of concern. That's where she—you re, really know she's a psychopath. <laughs> Just like, nope. This will be the first time. Oh boy, I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> I need to for duty. I can so.
0: I've never been around a humanoid. <laughs> Captain. That's why I was so excited to meet you. I'd only read papers.
5: May I speak to you in private? Of course,
8: Number One. You have the bridge, Mister Data. Aye, sir
0: finally data gets the bridge yeah. we don't get to see much it'd be great to just see him on his own doing weird things
5: i have always tried to keep an open mind not to judge someone else's culture by my own but for me to be part of this ceremony i understand from
8: he's Doctor
1: really getting hot
0: with picard here <laughs> this this is the this is the Riker that shows up in picard <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the fucking starship Kick some (laughs) Talshiar ass.
8: (laughs) That Worf will never regain the use of his legs. That doesn't mean that his life is over. That's a very human perspective, Will. For a Klingon in Worf's position, his life is over. I can't accept that. Will, if you were dying, if you were terminally ill with an incurable disease and facing the remaining few days of your life in pain, wouldn't you come to look on death as a release?
5: Worf isn't dying, and he is not in pain. He could lead a long life, when you and I could learn to live with a disability like that. But not Worf.
8: His life ended when those containers fell on him.
0: It's very weirdly closed-minded slash open-minded of Picard, where he's it, like, "It's very strange." S- taking the Klingon side of it, I know he understands a lot of Klingon culture because he was the arbiter of successor, and he's. But here's know, the thing, Matt. There's there's the episode where Riker, you know, uh,
1: d- dives into Klingon culture and is on the Klingon ship. So I don't know why Picard needs to explain all this to him.
0: Yes. Also, like, Picard I mean, they has is... played fast and loose because
1: he obviously knows what Hekba is. But uh, yes,
0: and Picard, but Picard also is the kind of he's been established as like always
1: on the progressive kind of
0: yeah and like for instance i'm trying to it's hard to remember andy what episodes we have watched together and what what episodes are are just in later seasons but like uh do you remember the episode where loxana is attracted to this older guy who has to die
1: um. No, but go ahead.
0: Oh, wait. Yes, maybe remember? I remember. Whatever. Like, Just and it's customary ahead. for a, when every doctor, whenever every person yes, of I have to that, that age. One, yes. yes. So you know, Picard's over here, like fighting to extradite that guy. <laughs> right. Um. But I guess it's not out of the fact that he finds it morally objectionable. It's more about the fact that he is listening to that guy's desires to to stay on board the ship. I mean, I guess it 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 does the scene does
1: you know it, it serves the purpose of making us feel the same way that Riker feels at the end, which is uh, is really irritating that you're not gonna make you know make the decision <laughs> because basically Picard presents it in a way where he's saying where he's nudging Riker toward almost like you have to understand where he's coming from. Where he's coming from is as reasonable as where we come from but then then the next step would be so are you telling me to not to just you know help him kill himself and then he won't go that far and so it's like at the end of the scene it's like i am not sure what we're saying picard's perspective is
0: Doesn't mm. don't. I meanwhile alexander's as annoying as ever believe
7: you my father wants to see me you're the one keeping me away from him
0: until the end. Not true.
7: <laughs> then why can't I see him?
0: He's wearing an invisibility cloak, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you won't feel shame. Things. He's actually here.
0: <laughs> His head I am out. actually
1: Warf in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Embarrassed. Yeah.
9: And to have anyone see him now would make him feel worse, even if it were you. This is part of that Klingon stuff, isn't it?
1: It'd be funny in the My next mother- season of Picard to uh, to see an adult Alexander and have him have the same attitude. Ugh! Oh, Pie Picard, why are you here? Just like
0: pissed <laughs> off about everything. Oh, you'll see him in D Space Nine. <laughs> don't you worry. Oh, Klingons really? A
9: lot of dumb ideas about honor.
0: Does he ever change, Alexander? I don't think so.
9: <laughs> that Klingon oh. stuff is very important to your father. Well, it isn't very important to me. I don't care about being Klingon. I just want to see my father. It's been a long day. Why don't you get ready for bed and we'll talk about this again in the morning.
0: Hmm? And then I'll read to you about the Battle of the Binary Stars. When the Klingons... (laughs)
6: It is a question of honor. And I would ask that you respect my wishes in this matter,
1: Counselor.
9: All I care about at this moment is a little boy who's terrified he's going to lose his father.
1: You should also be caring about Worf.
0: (laughs) Well, much like uh, Crusher says, he's not going to die. He's fine. He just won't have the use of his legs. So Troy's like, Worf, stop being an idiot and see your kid. Yeah, that's fair.
9: Maybe it's time you stopped lying here, worrying about your honor and started thinking about someone else, like your son.
0: He's Ooh. all yours, dum-dums. What's that? <laughs> the way Troy just bounces away and nods at the doctors, like this guy, <laughs> this guy is an idiot, your turn.
7: <laughs> the neurological institute. She specializes in spinal injuries like yours We've discussed a variety of surgical procedures
0: On cats (laughs) I'm
7: afraid none of them will repair That should be made
0: clear
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it's my theory that cats are very similar to Klingons in physiology I don't know anything about Klingons
0: I think it's because when Tricorder screens when my bio comes out, cats is always cut off right there. (laughs) Here, look—you just have to scroll. It says it right there. Anyway, what am I doing? I like to imagine
1: that your spine is a cat's tail.
0: Meow. But we have. I don't want her operating on me. (laughs) But think about how many bones a cat's tail has. Now look at your spine.
3: (laughs) Stop. Can I show you some holograms, my (laughs) cat?
7: a way for you to regain much of your mobility. We can implant a series of neural transducers into your lower torso and legs.
0: Look, if 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 Tony Stark could make a, a pants device for yeah, sure. For Rhodey to walk around with uh, I just feel like we'd be further along Star Trek wise. Is that what Rhodey's walking around in now?
1: It's just it's just a, a an armature?
0: Yeah. So, so technically he is still paralyzed. As far as I know, yeah, gotcha.
1: Application—it's
4: still in the experimental stage, but if it works, it will restore virtually all your mobility and without the need for artificial implants.
1: Beverly is PO'd. He's very enticed. <laughs> he really is. Hey, side note: uh, first of all, this uh, this lady Carolyn Kava uh, did not have a second claim to fame. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) But uh, independent of that, uh, I liked that for the time they just had two female doctors and it's not addressed and it's not. uh, Granted, one of them is completely corrupt, but uh, but it's not an issue. And uh, I think it's a it's a nice departure from the usual, you know, questionable gender roles on the show. You know
0: how much of an issue it isn't. I yep. have never even thought about that. And I've seen this show many times. Uh, yeah, when it was
1: very far into the episode and I was like, oh, this is I wonder if this is a uh, uh, if there was any discussion at all <laughs> or if it was uh, just the right choice.
0: I think if you had thrown a man into this. Right. And well, I think I think that's what struck me
1: is that the man would have been like, oh, they're they're setting up the man as the sort of pig headed dick. And, uh, you know, the other thing, a lot of the lady's arguments are pretty sound. It's just in the end, you kind of get the vibe sides. that she's not.
0: I think they're both. I think on both sides, they're very sound. Like, you, I like that Crusher's thing is like, look, he, he's my patient. I'm not supposed to make a patient worse. He's not going to get any worse unless yeah. we do something to make him worse. Right.
1: It's, and and her argument is like, well, he wants to do it. that's And this is an opportunity also to advance the cause for other people um, down the road. Um, and so those are both also reasonable arguments. And it really is like kind of just, she does enough questionable things in the episode. And because we know Beverly is on the right side of it, just because we know Beverly, that that's how we can draw the conclusion. And really probably more issues uh, on this show and every show where you have two different sides of an argument uh, of a moral argument should be like this than they are it's always they usually just set one person up as clearly the villain yeah it's, it's interesting when it's
0: subtle but she's clearly the villain I don't know if you know this, but she's not in our main cast.
1: Well, and that's what I'm there, saying. That's how we there know. Are zero, <laughs> there are zero
0: antagonists in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> also how the she's villain. dressed just seems more villainy. She's not in a Starfleet uniform. <laughs> she's got those piercing blue eyes. This could work. She keeps petting that does, cat everywhere she goes. A major breakthrough like in that will change. Data has hidden spot from her.
4: Change <laughs> a lot
7: of people's lives. You're using the desperation of an injured man as an excuse to try a procedure that you couldn't do under normal circumstances. I checked with Starfleet Medical. They have turned down your request to test genotronics on
4: humanoids three times already. Are you really going to hide behind the rules of some bureaucracy?
0: I probably did it when I was the head of Starfleet Medical for season two.
4: <laughs> Beverly, your patient's life is at stake here. Look, before you do any of Captain this... Dr. Crusher.
7: Go ahead, Captain. We're in the, the middle of something. We're ready down here. We have triage team standing by.
8: Very well. We'll begin transporting the survivors on board immediately.
1: Bridge out.
4: Beverly, could you use an extra pair of hands? Absolutely.
1: I like that, too. They're having their argument. They're having their disagreement. But she knows she needs the uh, the extra competent medical help. So she takes it.
0: Well, I think that's what makes doctors cool doctors, you know? Um, uh, oh, when, the, uh,
1: when this other thing happened, the other disaster that she had to take care of? First of all, I guess that's kind of the... Well, is there just an A-plot in this show? I guess the B-plot is Alexander? Yes. Because that's kind of a C-plot. And it's interesting that the A plot and the C plot are both Beverly. Um, but independent of that, uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, the, I, I thought it was going to be that this lady wants to do this surgery. And then Beverly is drawn away on a, on a more pressing emergency situation. And then that's when Worf says, do the surgery. And the woman does the surgery so that Beverly's not there. I thought that was the way it was going to go down.
0: Mm, I see
1: so, thus she would have been more of a villain because she would have gone behind Beverly's back sort of
0: yes but, but you th- needed Beverly to be there so she learned something too Because you had to, you had to have, see Beverly in the ridiculous pink outfit
3: I
4: had to try a different treatment a more thial series no I tried a new ribotherapy I've been working with
0: I mean this is the point where you're like this woman's a lunatic yeah (laughs) it's
4: called barathium.
0: continue and she gets this line
4: I've had some very good results you use this man to test one of your theories Barathium is decades ahead of Leporazine and Morthial. Morthial would have saved his life his injuries were so severe I don't think any conventional treatment would have saved him the point is you didn't even try standard treatment I made the choice I thought gave him the best chance of surviving. Isn't that what you would have done? I think
7: you used this situation in order to test one of your theories, just like you're trying to do with Worf. That's what
4: this is really about, isn't it?
0: Lieutenant Worf. No, it's about you. You come in here, and you start throwing weird new treatments at people without testing them
1: first. You just got to bug up your butt about Worf. This has nothing to do with the fact that I just killed this man.
0: (laughs) <laughs> the fact that this man is dead because of me <laughs> has nothing to do with why you're angry right now it's all about warf um the, yeah it really comes down
1: to beverly's one statement of that the Morathile would have saved his life and then the other woman saying no it wouldn't have saved his life his injuries were too severe and so it's just like theoretically if you if you believe that the injuries were too severe then what she did is right but we know that it's not because we know
0: Beverly <laughs> but it's also like why didn't she try that first I guess that's really the point
1: the and the crux of it is you did not didn't do even
0: it. do standard treatment before right. you yeah so your she's, snake yeah, she's oil wrong. on them.
1: and the reason yeah. she didn't do standard treatment probably was because she was afraid it was going to
0: fuck up her experiment yes or um, because she doesn't know how to do standard treatment, because <laughs> so she, she
1: did she go to the same is not a real doctor of humans. Side note, they to your point of it's the future and they do all these things and why didn't they do the transfer and everything? This is one more thing that supports uh, Andy's theory about Beverly. <laughs> so she's, she's right from the top of the episode. You're paralyzed. I can't do anything. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> His <laughs> there you go thanks
4: I'm offering him a chance to recover fully a chance you can't give him what this is about is the kind of medicine you seem to practice I make no excuses for my approach to medicine I don't like losing a patient any more than you do
0: Sometimes they get under cupboards and I can't see them. Sometimes they hide in the closet. (laughs) Sometimes they meow
1: at night. And it's just like, give it a rest, patient. I'm looking down
4: a long road, Doctor. This man didn't die from nothing. The data that I gathered is invaluable. Data. It will eventually help save thousands of lives. I doubt if that will be of any comfort to his family. Oh. Let me ask you this. Boom. If some years from now,
0: by the way, I love that she's dressed like every librarian in 1988. <laughs> You're really hammering this lady. <laughs> Is she? No, not, that's not a, that's not an insult, but she's dressed like every librarian I ever saw in the 80s. Rather I
3: therapy, think
0: we're t- she's neck, dressed like a pharmaceutical rep. <laughs> oh, okay.
4: To save the life of someone you loved. Would you still condemn me? I will not be drawn into a hypothetical
7: argument, Doctor. Your research on this ship is over. You are relieved of all medical duties until further notice is that clear. Perfectly.
0: And I am suing you for malpractice. I wish Beverly went over, injected that guy with the, the drug she wanted, and he woke up.
3: <laughs> Whoa, where am I?
0: <laughs> I just saved you so you could sue that woman. I'm your patient.
7: Be my guest. Just don't expect a lot of conversation. He's in full Klingon mode. Honorable, strong, and close-minded.
8: I understand that you've relieved Dr. Russell of duty.
7: That's right. She's irresponsible. I won't have her practicing medicine on this ship. (sighs) Beverly?
8: Maybe you should consider letting her go ahead with this genitronic procedure.
7: How can you say that? She has a theory based on a little empirical knowledge and a lot of supposition.
8: If he can't make a full recovery, Wolf will kill himself.
0: Not in my <laughs> mode. I'll put I him was in just s- telling uh, Riker that he should help him kill himself. I mean, we could move him so he could do it in the hallway. <laughs> would that make you feel better? Is that what how would do? you would you like that, Beverly? <laughs> <laughs> Beverly, we'll put him in we the hallway. It, we could make it a whole afternoon. <laughs> Let's take him to Ten Forward and kill him there. <laughs> An Invite his friends. That's the way you do it.
7: Putting aside for the moment the fact that a paraplegic can live a very full life, there is also a conventional therapy that could restore much of his mobility.
8: But not all of it.
7: No, not all of it. There are some <laughs> things I can't. Card fix. Is
1: hammering it.
0: Most things. <laughs> Doctor Pulaski could <convinced> fix it. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy!
7: Klingon or no? he is going to have to accept his condition.
8: Beverly, he can't make the journey you're asking of him. You want him to go from contemplating suicide to accepting his condition and living with a disability, but it's too far. And the road between covers a lifetime of values, beliefs. Can't do it, Beverly.
1: You know, it's a buy. Like, I get it. He knows all that. He's, he's really immersed himself in Klingon culture and everything. He's trying to respect Worf's wishes. I think it's just generally speaking, every single time that there's a moral question like this, Picard kind of makes the other culture kind of come to his his way of thinking. That tends to be the landing point more often than not. Yeah. Or he finds a way. Like, he doesn't give up at, um, all right, well, let's just do the thing that in my heart feels wrong.
0: Yes, this does feel, this feels to me a lot like a, uh, convenient stance for Picard to be taking for this episode. And even this argument it's a lifetime of values well yeah it is and it isn't like he was raised by humans on earth in like russia right after his parents were killed well, at the Kidamer outpost i mean so, even if it's his decision then like I, also like call his yeah. parents up make him talk to his parents and be like i'm gonna kill myself Rozhenko's i'm sorry yeah i mean i i think like
1: i think they were getting at you know who's uh i was gonna say whose line is it anyway whose life is it anyway <laughs> You know that movie yeah, with yeah. Richard Dreyfus? It was like basically him. He, he wants the right to kill himself um, uh, because he's paralyzed. I think he's quadriplegic. I don't remember. But whatever the case. Uh, so I feel like they're kind of, that's the area they're in. Except that's not really the central question. I think it's its sort of more circles on is his perspective of being a warrior or not like, like... Is it reasonable for him to... I don't know. It just doesn't feel like that's the main issues they're discussing. So if it was, then I could see... I would see Picard as more... And maybe that's the reason they're not really discussing it in that way. Um, But I guess what I'm saying is, if that's the issue, that he has the right to choose in his own life what he wants to do, then I guess it's a little bit more reasonable? Mm. I don't know. I'm babbling. You can go on.
5: How many people on this ship consider you a friend? How many owe you Seven, alive? Four. <laughs> Have you ever thought <laughs> about how you've it. affected the people around you? How we might feel about your dying?
6: Will Your you, parents? Or will you not help me with the Hickbaugh?
5: You are my friend. And in spite of everything I've said, if it were my place, I would probably help you. But I've been studying Klingon ritual and Klingon law, and I've discovered that it's not my place to fill that role. According to tradition, that honor falls to a family member, preferably the oldest son. That is impossible. He is a child. The son of a Klingon is a man the day he can first hold a blade. True? Alexander is not fully Klingon. He is part human. That's an excuse. What you really mean is it would be too hard to look at your son and tell him to bring you the knife. Watch you stab it into your heart. Then pull the knife out of your chest and wipe your blood on his sleeve.
1: Seems like that's, that's a the cold right of death, isn't it? part of the ceremony.
5: <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Mister Worf.
1: And then throw the knife in I the can. trash. <laughs> There's
5: only one person on this ship who can.
0: I think it would have been more impactful if he left it on this table to the left here. Because he just drops the knife at his at Worf's feet, where he could just use it. <laughs> where he could like probably somehow shimmy over to it. Or just sort oh, of yeah. like fall off
1: the table. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did, yeah, I definitely felt weird that he left it. In, in I would Rock have left Ridge. it on this
0: table, which would have been the point of like, you can't walk. You're not going to be able to get it. Yeah. Now have your son do it.
6: The beliefs which we value. According to tradition, I must take my life after suffering this kind of injury. But I have decided to break with tradition. I have decided to live.
7: I'm glad,
6: Father. I must still undergo a dangerous operation. I may still die.
0: <laughs> I love the the music swelling, like the yeah. like happy music swelling to. I may still die. <laughs> it will not be by my own. I can't
1: hand. swell up and then swell down. It's uh, it <laughs> to be crazy. It's just going up, guys. That's
0: all we're doing here. Uh, um, so I, really, he had, I
1: didn't ca- caught that before. I thought he was just saying, I've decided to undergo this procedure. I didn't realize his thing was, I've decided to live, but I'm going to undergo the this procedure. Yeah. Like, whether he, whether the procedure is successful or not, he's decided to live with the injury.
0: Well, if the procedure is not successful, he dies. That's it. Right so he doesn't want to live with the injury and he doesn't have to if I die. by the way big swing here from Wharf. <laughs>
1: it take to try? if I
0: die you have to take care of the most annoying child on the ship <laughs> he must be cared for
9: I'll make sure he reaches your parents home safely no
6: they are elderly
0: we they they should have let brother. themselves die years ago. <laughs> what about your brother, Paul Sorvino? Oh, that's a later episode. You won't see that, Andy. <laughs> till later. Season 7, I think? The Reshanco brother? Oh, uh, well, I didn't see it.
1: I guess we just discussed it. Counselor.
0: <laughs> it almost seems like he doesn't think of it until now. Like this moment of warf between—that is how like, he's playing it. Yeah, it's really just like. But maybe, if a cat could raise him. <laughs> Counselor. You know, maybe. in the, in the deleted scene, Andy uh, on in Nemesis, it it, it is Warf that takes care of Spot after Data dies.
6: Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Serious request to make of you.
1: That's a shame that that's not in there.
6: What do you consider?
9: You want me to raise Alexander?
0: Oh, thank God, you're an empath. I didn't want to say respect it. Respect for you, Diana. <laughs> you have been
6: most helpful in guiding me since Alexander's arrival. I can't imagine anyone would be a better parent to my son if it is too much to ask
9: I'd be honored
0: and this is when (laughs) when Nurse O'Gawa comes over and should say something (laughs) I am ready she's always standing there the whole
3: time big day huh Worf (laughs)
1: Oh, that'd be great if she said that in the middle of the scene
0: oh. Let's count uh, Let's count Nurse Gawa's lines, shall we?
4: Microtongue. I'm severing the brain stem Now Cerebral cortex placed on life support At 0831 hours 3 hours, 26 minutes remaining Until onset of primary brain dysfunction
0: That's one Okay, let's remove the support frame
4: exo
1: do you think this was michael Dorn's back what's that do you think this was michael Dorn's back you think they made him liar
0: uh that's a good question would they make him do that you know what it probably is he probably was like yeah yeah i'll lay there i don't care yeah
5: I've notified Starfleet that our survey of three.
0: By the way, I like this little scenelet of these two just doing their day-to-day bullshit <laughs> so paperwork great. business. It's
1: really nice.
0: I like it, because it's like, <laughs> this, is, this is the day-to-day Starship bullshit I like.
1: Yeah. 10, also, the bit. closest of close-ups in this scene. Just really yes. getting inside their, their, all their all heads. The i the How worried they are.
8: understand from Miss LaForge there's a minor fluctuation in the starboard warp core.
5: I've scheduled a stress simulation routine for this afternoon to check it out.
1: <laughs>
3: that's, 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 where word.
1: The, that's where the moment happens. So Riker thinks it's about to happen. <laughs>
0: Shrekism now? Preliminary. Shrekism now? <laughs> that's the internal monologue. Um, uh, it's also
1: interesting that he asked Picard if there's any change. I guess Picard would get the information first, but
0: yeah. wouldn't he soon know after that? <laughs> that yeah, like, but, you change. know, maybe he got it and forgot to mention it.
7: Electronic scans are
1: complete.
0: Doesn't seem right.
4: Initiating DNA sequencer.
1: I wonder what the theoretical purpose of these outfits is in the future. The theoretical what? Like, even in terms of the design, because everything else on this show is so well like, thought out. By the way, the the, the beeping machine <laughs> next to Worf is so old school 90s like, medical TV. Um and it's funny that everything else in the show is all these touch panels and really streamlined stuff. And then when Worf gets injured, they're like, eh, put in this big beeping machine. Um, but uh, but my question was, these medical outfits with the weird you know, yeah. hats and everything, what do you think Like, is implied that
0: their purpose is? To keep hair out yeah. of the patient's innards? keep it keep just it's just a
1: cleanliness sterilization better way at that point
0: well they have they have they have have sterilization fields but i think this is just an added layer of protection andy don't you know the importance of wearing gloves and masks nowadays huh don't you know the importance of wearing gloves andy i sure
7: do what's
4: happened the scanner is having trouble reading the klingon dorsal root ganglia. did this show up in your simulations yes but i thought i made sufficient adjustments
0: I didn't re-simulate after I made the adjustments. I should have said that earlier. I'm sorry.
4: Give me the detronal scanner. I can scan the ganglia manually. It'll just take a little longer. One hour, 43 minutes until primary brain dysfunction.
0: That's two lines. She's (laughs) getting closer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hope he's okay. Uh, You're not supposed to say that line. Uh
3: That's pretty
7: gross.
4: Muscle. Got it. Watch the proximal nerve endings. I see them. Make sure the cranial segment is at least 15 centimeters from the brain stem. I'm reading a slight fluctuation in the isocortex. Three! Cc That's three above. lines!
5: Three lines
1: for a gawa. <laughs> Getting
4: <laughs> closer! Okay. These retractors on the perispinal. Much longer can we keep him on life support? 27 minutes.
3: Four! Cover
4: close please ready tissue growth proceeding at anticipated rates no initial signs of rejection
1: (laughs) that's it (laughs) you didn't make it Agawa
0: (laughs) ready terminate life support She said uh, ready. Hang on.
1: No, she didn't say ready. Did she?
4: Okay, ready. Oh. Terminate life support.
0: <laughs> she doesn't say anything. She life just turns around and looks. Five! That's five! Oh,
1: wait. There you go. Stable. She got it. <laughs> is it five or it is it so over far? five? It's under five, five or over five, right?
0: Hang on. She's got to have it a line right now. The there it is. 40 cc's on a That's six. Good she for did you. It. So she got paid. paid. In, she got paid. Voice. That's six lines. Now they're just giving her lines left and right.
1: <laughs> we need some kind of sound It effect.
0: goes over
1: five lines. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was honestly the most
0: fun I've had doing this podcast. counting, counting Nurse Ogawa's lines.
7: Taken out in the log. Death occurred at twelve hundred forty hours.
1: Good for you, Patty Yasutake.
4: It was all going so well. No anomalies during replication. No initial rejection.
0: No hairballs? these dumb outfits <laughs> why do we wear these outfits
3: <laughs>
0: no oh red is her color i love it
1: yeah i really I, I love the detail that she walks in and and troy knows what happened she doesn't have to tell her she can sense her emotions or read her I face <laughs>
6: I want to see
9: him. Alex. No! I want to see him.
1: This was almost like et in the level in, in the in the amount of time that they delayed him coming back to life et spoilers
0: uh also that poor child can't he, the kid wants to touch his face but he's got that dumb makeup on they're probably like don't don't touch the turtle head yeah <laughs> he's hovering he's got hover hands for his own forehead how do you feel
1: about how long they kept Worf dead before they brought
0: him back to life? I mean, its I had seen it so many times that it didn't even occur to me. <laughs> it's, to me, it was so clam-lars. insane that I was
1: like, this is... Like, is
0: I will 25. say 25.
1: that it was successful in that if I did not know that Worf lived, I would have been like, Oh, wow, that's really impressive that they're killing the Worf character here but then when he comes back to life it's like he's been dead so long like I even buy the redundancy thing that's, a, that's w- good that they set that up that way but he's dead so long
0: <laughs> well dead dead. according to the instruments as read by Beverly Crusher Look, like, there you go what's
7: going on? I'm not sure but if I'm right
0: well, well, he's not, not a real doctor boundaries. I don't
1: believe
7: begin cardio aid and ventilation must be a backup for his synaptic functions as well vital signs are stabilizing begin ribosomatic therapy increase oxygen mixture to 90 percent. let's prepare a thalamic booster series
0: alexander you did it <laughs> you brought him back to life <laughs> you're now you're he now tears. the chief medical officer of the enterprise
1: <laughs> they should have had alexander i guess he doesn't know the rituals should have alexander do the the roar
0: Oh, that would have been good. I wonder yeah, what happens if you
1: roar to, uh, to Stovacore Stovacor and then the guy's not dead.
4: Nisha's <laughs> recovery is going well. You aren't even going to acknowledge what I did for him, are you? You just can't admit that it was my research that made this possible.
7: I am delighted that Worf is going to recover. You gambled. He won. Not all of your patients are so lucky.
1: Beverly's got a lot of good you figures scare me, in this doctor. one.
7: You risk your patients' lives and it in the name of research. Genuine research takes time. Sometimes a lifetime of painstaking detailed work in order to get any results not for you you take shortcuts right through living tissue you put your research ahead of your patients lives and as far as i'm concerned that's a violation of our most sacred trust i'm sure your work will be hailed as a stunning breakthrough enjoy your laurels doctor I'm not sure I could.
0: It's
1: just really but good writing in this iced scene. Iced out. Really good writing, really well-performed
0: by Gates McFadden. Really subtle writing, too. And nice. good acting by Dr. Meow Meow. <laughs> 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 uh. This is going to
7: take time, Warf. Your muscles are still sorting out their new signals. Don't rush it.
0: You won't be able to walk fully until next week.
7: <laughs> Alexander. Alexander,
9: remember what we talked about? Your father wants to do this by himself.
0: Because he
6: hates you. <laughs> it's all right, counselor. I would appreciate some help from my son.
0: Yay! He gets to help his dad. <laughs> Try to regain his mobile. He, he just holds his hands. Uh, all right, Andy. That does it for ethics. 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 Ethics by Andy Secunda. That's mine. It was my episode.
3: <laughs>
0: I give it ten uh, Andys. <laughs> Worf, walk walk better next time, Worf. I will learn to do better, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Okie dokie. Let's give him MVC, shall we?
3: Fastness of space
1: when the going gets rough, you gave it your all, you showed the right stuff, you managed to got the ship to misery. That's why you're this week's MVC.
0: All right. The MVC everyone.
1: I mean, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, Doctor Russell is the person who <laughs> comes up with the, the plan, uh,
0: you
3: know, and does all she's the super does corrupt. all the
0: work. Really, it's the A story. Yeah, um,
1: you can say Beverly probably saves more people during that. Yes, disaster. but
0: I gotta say, I think I think it is Doctor Russell, <laughs> which he's not on the crew. <laughs> and it's the mbc oh i give the mbc to william Riker before <laughs> for saying to Worf, i'm not going to kill you you have to give this to your son it's his thing yeah. and then that sets off the chain of events that leads Worf to the surgery right that's true certainly picard was if anything
1: picard might have been detrimental in this episode <laughs> Picard was the Yang to everyone's yang. It's true. Um, yeah, it's tough. Uh, I mean, Beverly is obviously front and center here, but um, but she didn't fix him at the beginning. I guess she's involved in the fixing at the I end. Mean, she's
0: she's the most valuable doctor to to uh, ethically practicing medicine. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> All right. Andy, you what did you do? I, ga- I gave it to Riker. You gave it to Riker. I'm yeah. gonna give it to Doctor Russell. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: there you go. Wow. Did not <laughs> we see that she's coming. Not a member of the crew. <laughs> did not is see she... that coming. I love it.
1: Are we saying she's not a member of the crew, or are we Correct. saying she's a member of the crew in this episode?
0: Well, I mean, she is. If like, if if, if Beverly can tell her not to, she can't practice medicine on board. She's yeah. a member of the crew. Yeah, we're going to say...
1: Let's just make that amendment if we haven't, which I believe we have in several episodes. If you're on board and you're part of Starfleet and you're, you're sort but of in the chain of But she doesn't seem like she's
0: Starfleet because she's huh? not in the uniform. Oh. But she has to go through Starfleet Medical. It's very weird. Unclear. Who cares? Russell it is. <laughs> okay.
3: We sit and watch and then we hang and talk, but the podcast isn't over just yet. How many Andes does this episode get?
0: Oh um, boy, Andy! Lots of good character development here. What are you thinking? Uh, it's tough
1: because uh, I really think it was really well written. I think that they they did the medical uh, going hard at the med. That's all all medical episode, and and all the previous ones I feel like have always been a little bit silly. And I think outside of those the dumb surgery costumes, everything else is really well handled and thoughtful and. Um, Uh, well-performed um i think it was it was interesting in the in the exploring the the klingon stuff and his relationships uh, good acting all around that being said it wasn't that interesting (laughs) it sort of just falls shy of interesting um so between a six and a six and a half
0: yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I was right there at, at uh, in the sixth area as well, and that's because of the character moments. It's not the most compelling episode in the world. If you like medical dramas, it's probably like an eight to you. Yeah, uh, and if you don't like medical dramas, uh, it's at least interesting character development stuff for Wharf and Crusher. And I like the Crusher sticks to her guns. I think that she's really well done here. And uh, if let me tell you, if if the Crusher stuff was not good, this episode would be a three. Yeah, so this episode is a six point five because of all of the wonderful Gates Mcfaddening that happens.
1: And by the way, really a uh, nice moment uh, between Troy and Worf at the end. That's unexpected. That's like a really nice, nice connection between them. Uh, so I will also give it a six point five
0: well he probably was like are you still gonna take care of the kid cause I don't want to <laughs> well we agreed you that by clean on law he's yours well, we, now we didn't say if it was if I don't make it we did say that aw <laughs> oh, damn okay <laughs> uh, alright then it's time to take a peek into next week's episode Andy we're gonna take a look at the trailer for uh the outcast season 5 episode 17 we'll be doing next week also, I want to say, if you would like to be, uh, become a member of the uh, Patreon and join the President's Circle, you still have time to get your name read on the podcast this month. If you join at the President's uh, Circle level, we'll be doing uh, the names uh, next week, so get those in for the month of, uh, what is it, what is today, April? It's April. month of April. We'll we got pulling those names starting next disco, week.
1: So. we got Enterprise. We're in the Enterprise. We're doing Voyagers uh for the for the length of time that this is Those aren't NLS. up yet. <laughs> and uh <laughs> what and see what Ant-Man and the Wasp this this Ant- month.
0: Ant-Man and the Wasp uh we're going to record Thursday, probably go up uh the, in the, this week uh, and then the week after that we'll be doing uh Voyager and then Enterprise, so oh, Stay tuned, patrons. Otherwise, the Outcast trailer. Here we go. A
5: critical rescue mission. We've lost an engine. Teams Riker with a mysterious Outcast. I
0: find
4: you attractive.
5: And leads to a forbidden affair. Where is Soren? in custody now a clash between two cultures don't do this soren forces riker
2: to sacrifice his career
5: i can't just leave her there they'll give her these psychotectic treatments i have to help her next time on star trek the next generation
0: i love it rikers has gotta go down to that planet and try to stop their gay conversion therapy
1: <laughs> is that what's happening <laughs>
0: Oh my god, it's a, it's a, it's ahead of its time and also somehow behind its time It tried to be progressive and for the time was But, you know, it'll be quite a minefield to navigate, Andy It's the Outcast, Season 5, Episode 1-7 Looking forward to it uh, Otherwise, I've got nothing else to say Andy? Um. God bless you all Oh, okay. So if Andy's saying that, that means it's time for Matt to get us out of here by operating the transporter, which I will do. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you for being with us. Um, Stay healthy and away from each other.
2: Just like I do. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to matter, Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the president Circle for $17.01 per month.